Hello again, and welcome to Urban Meyer's Pint House. It is weekend kickoff. It is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We are back to talk about those Buckeyes. Big winners who covered last week. For any of you who maybe didn't think that Ohio State would do that to stay unbeaten in the Big Ten, just rolling over Purdue. And we've got a huge one to talk about on Saturday at noon in the Horseshoe. It's senior day. It's a top ten matchup. Buckeyes playing Michigan State. Zach Warren's even back in the country to get ready for it. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. He's next to Cardale Jones, Evan Spencer, Bobby Carpenter, and Tyvis Powell. I am Austin Ward. So, hey, 28-point win over a, a ranked opponent. Not ranked anymore because of what Ohio State did to him. Feels like that was a pretty impressive one, and they certainly surpassed all the expectations that you guys had last week, didn't Definitely. they? Jeez, come on. <laughs> as far as the score, yeah, but no one doubted the Buckeyes. Okay, and, that's uh, fair. You know, Purdue came out a little flat in the beginning. Well, actually, they didn't. They went right down and scored after. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. momentum takes but, takes control of so many football games, man. Yeah. You know, turnovers are crazy, and then you get that environment and that atmosphere, right, and those – it's like a 12th man of sorts, right, is on your back. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, crap, we're making mistakes, you know, and then they just pile on each other. Coach, they fumbled and muffed the kickoff in, like, the first six minutes <laughs> they of the were, game. They were peeing yeah. down their left. I mean, yeah. yeah. How about it? The whole game t- had took a turn. When they switched quarterbacks <laughs> oh. and he fumbled that ball, it was over. It was it just, Everything just went downhill for Purdue. The Buckeyes capitalized on everything. Well, I, I had heard the, all, the, person, the only person that said to cover the spread was Austin Ward down huh. there? I heard. Oh, is that I wasn't right? here. Is that right? I would have told. I would have told you they were covering the spread as well. I believe you. I bet it from down in Mexico. <laughs> Don't ask about the sport books down there, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. But, but after the show, I'm going to ask you all but, about. Them. But I think rightfully so that the spread was was that much because this Ohio State team is peaking, right? And I I don't think we're giving Purdue enough credit. That Purdue team beat Iowa on the road. Mm-hmm. That Purdue team just hammered Michigan State, the team that Ohio State's playing this weekend. So that Purdue team is not like it was a slouch. That Purdue team took Notre Dame down to the wire, right? I mean, that that, that Purdue team could really play. So I, I don't think it's so much on Purdue. I think we need to shift the focus to Ohio State, just Ohio State's peaking at the right time. No doubt. Yeah, I agree. Definitely on, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I thought Purdue and, and Devin Bell would get off a little bit more than uh, – than they did. They did an unbelievable job of making an adjustment, especially in the second half. So we definitely got to get uh, credit with credit that's due. But, I mean, from the games that Zach just mentioned, that's why I didn't think Ohio State was going to cover the spread. Purdue is, you know, is also hitting the right spots at the right time. But at the end of the day, the Ohio State firepower and their talent just was no match for Purdue. Funny how uh, Purdue gets credit for this from everybody except the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Drops them right out of the top 25 and <laughs> dings Ohio State's resume because they won too impressively and yeah. then they'll just what they put in Mississippi State at 25 instead with four losses in the SEC well before the game what weren't if, they talking about like Purdue was like the, the chance to win the West or yeah, something like did. that were, right? yeah. so, four way tie for first yeah. you know, definitely a quality football team and, and Zach hit the nail on the head right I mean that quarterback was talented I mean and he's got a bunch of talented guys to throw the ball to and, and we saw them unfortunately there's a team that didn't give up I mean Shoot, they went down and put 30 on us um, towards the end of the game, and it could have been really easy to take the gas pedal off or, you know, it's too crazy in here. Let's get the next round of guys in. Um, so, you know, they, they fight, and it was a good team, but at the end of the day, it was just a, a mountain that was too big. You know, what to me was impressed, like you said, you know, Aiden O'Connell, he's a good quarterback. Like, they have good players. And you saw some of that in the second half, and 
the people get hung up, all right, they end up giving 31 points. I would have liked to have seen it held to 24. Well, you're that, playing soft coverage, well, though. I mean, at that point, it's it's a race to get to the bars and get off the field. <laughs> race to get to the bars. <laughs> be, Zach hey, we tell the truth on this show. <laughs> it's the truth show. And that's am, the, hey, Bob, am I right? No. It's, it's hey, keep everything in front of you. Don't you give up the big play. You're right. Guess what? <laughs> he you give up the first street. down, it's, it's fine. Guess what? Make yeah, them take right. the ball. 12 plays down the field, that's fine. Don't make it four. Well, there's an element. They're trying to rotate guys. They want to get guys hurt. You want to make sure you stay healthy. The game is in hand. It was one. It was 35-7, to seven, like, early in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to – people. I, I hear people like, well, they're, they're not playing as hard. There's not the intensity. I'm like, it's really tough to recreate intensity on a third and six when you're up by 30, right. 35 points. Like, yeah. It's just not something that comes that easily. And, like, also, what Zach would say, umbrella this thing, tackle them, just get them to the ground. And so I, the last touchdown, I was like, eh, I could have done without that. Defensively, I thought they played pretty well. They didn't get very much pressure, but I think that's a function of the fact they didn't blitz at all in the second half. They just played base coverage. They dropped eight. They're dropping eight guys. Just, hey, we'll give you the underneath stuff. No home runs. And so I think that was a lot of it. Need to see a little more pressure this week. And frankly, I thought the secondary played well. I mean, they had the one one four-way... you know, they, they, they slip one through there, and I give it to Four by one to the boundary. I mean, yeah. how many guys well, do you no, need? They were, they were playing <laughs> Tampa 2 to it. They were playing I Tampa give, 2, and why I, they stayed Tampa yeah. 2 is beyond me. Well, Four eligible receivers, I give, two in coverage. Yeah, I give, I, give, uh, I give Jeff Brom some, some credit <laughs> there two, for scre- scheming one up. And then also, uh, you know, Shaw. I thought really well, Bryson Shaw had some busts. I mean, he, he had some things, and he owned it after the game. Yep. But corner-wise, I thought they played pretty well outside – Seven Banks needs to probably step up and play a little bit better. But Denzel Burke, I thought, played really well. And I thought Cam Brown played really well. And, and I thought Lathan Ransom played really well. Right? Yeah, I, I think he finally stepped up this week. And so I think moving forward, you're going to see a lot of they might go to the old school 4-3 defense, especially this week. You know, And you don't really see it now because when we're playing at Ohio State, you're mostly a nickel, 4-2-5. And you've got the, the nickel player, which we see as Lathan Ransom all the time. But this week, I think more than more than any, and even the following week against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin, you're going to see a true 4-3 defense. And to Bob's point, I think some of those guys that haven't been performing, like a Seven Banks, like some of those other guys, they're just not going to see the playing field. Yeah. Because you do have Denzel Burke. You do have Cam Brown. You do have got uh, uh, Ronnie Hickman, right? Those guys are playing really well. Lathan Ransom starting to come on. So those guys that have kind of been struggling and you know not making the plays, Wow. You're not going to see the, the the field as the as the season goes on. I definitely think so. Moving forward, you got to lean on the two guys, Cam Brown and uh, Denzel Burke, because I, whatever the reason may be, Banks is just not getting it done in coverage, no. and, and and not even that. You know, we as fans sit back and watch. Oh, why are they catching you in the zone and things like that? But when you're missing open field tackles and things like that, that's an issue, and that's the type of things that keep drives sustained. That's the type of things get you beat. Well, and here's the other thing: as a player. We'll be the first to admit you get beat sometimes, right? You, it, there is Especially there is not one player that will never get beat ever. Right. Here's the hold problem. On, hold on, hold on. Pepper Johnson told me he never missed uh, an stop open field it. tackle. <laughs> stop it, Bob. He told stop. me he never. Pepper Johnson told us. In a, <laughs> he, he, he never had any other missed assignments. <laughs> Always get okay. a second source, Bob. I mean, he played Bob. against Barry Sanders. Okay. First person narrative. I mean, that's as good if, as you're getting. If your mom <laughs> tells you, you he loves you, you get a second source. This is the way you judge it, though, to Cardell's point. You're going to get beat sometimes. You you flip it from the other side of how many plays you make, right? Yeah. That's how you rebuttal getting beat is just making plays and sick. And I say, hey, listen, I got beat, but I'm going to make some plays. Seven banks is some of those guys just aren't making plays, and right. that's the issue. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. You know, this, this, moving forward, they can't 
this rotation at corner thing, it, it's not. It's got to stop because you need to get your rhythm. Like, after a while, I've been in this game. I, I don't understand what I'm going against. You know, I got my rhythm. Right. I, I'm able to do my routine. I know what technique I need to use. I got a good feeling for this wide receiver. If you keep taking me out, it's like I, now I'm losing it a little bit. Now I might be a step off. So I think moving forward, they just got to lean on Cam Brown and Denzel Burke because those two are definitely making the plays now. Don't get me wrong. Seven Banks made some plays earlier in the season, but as of lately, he just hasn't been showing up. Definitely. I mean, and, and you bring up a good point. Like, when you're playing receiver, we play with our splits so much that, like, if you weren't in the first time we ran that formation yep. with that split, you're not going to know that we're running a drag route, and you might have to have some kind of coverage ad or, uh, adjustment. So it's just like, let the guys get out there and get comfortable, right? Like, understand what communication looks like when the bullets are flying. You know, understand what these splits are looking like, and just being able to play in th through the entire game. That rotation stuff, whether it's quarterback, running back, receivers, and especially DBs, like, there is balance in being able to pick your folks and let them do their thing and, and, and run with whoever else you need when the time's right. Well, I, I think it's funny, too. We've been talking about the defense this entire time. We have failed to mention this offense that basically Seems scored like it's pretty every well, this was my possession, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, right? It, I mean, that, that's the thing, right? <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where going into this week against Michigan State, who is the worst pass defense in the entire country, not the Big Ten, the country. country. Let Be that sink in. Yeah. That's it would have become a Heisman Trophy winner against them. We, we know, we know <laughs> why they run the ball so much. Now. Right. There's a lot of teams that are So for, from that standpoint, it's, we're not even talking about going into this game and, and Ohio State's game plan with the way they're clicking on offense. And my goodness, man, the trio at wide receivers, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams is coming on now. And C.J. Shroud is just getting better and better yeah. and gaining more and more confidence. Yeah, he's a guy that I'm extremely excited about clearly moving forward, not just because of the quarterback, but – for how, how tough we were on him as a whole, as a fan base early on in the season. And I uh, see the things that he's doing right now and on the pace to break some records that stood at Ohio State for a very long time. And uh, Jackson Smith, the, the Jake, Jake uh, yeah. like Jake Jesus Bar. Christ, like whoever thought in the beginning of the season. Is he playing wide out too? Walking on water out there. <laughs> yeah, but who would have thought at the beginning of the season we'd be talking about almost this kid more than Wilson and Olave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this offense, this firepower at receiver going against this, the worst defensive yeah. uh, on the back end in the country, probably put up some historic I mean, Kudos to C.J. Stroud. Kudos to the offense, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so much diversity that allows Jackson Smith and Jigba and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson to still be themselves in the offense. Get six-plus catches a game. Like, well, I, dog, think I you, had, like, a catch a game average. <laughs> whoever thought this, yeah, whoever thought we had a season, we'd be looking at freaking Wilson in a jet sweep and taking him to the house. You know, well, things or like that's that. what so, I'm saying. Last week's play con was kind of the first one where I think you could tell Ryan Day was coming out of his shell a little bit and opening things up. Yeah. Because finally... Go ahead, Bob. But finally, <laughs> you know, finally, all these guys are getting their touches. You know, we've we've seen it throughout the the season that it's kind of like one game Jackson Smith goes off, one game Alave, one game Garrett Wilson. You saw last week all three of those guys just go off and all get their fair share of touches. And here's the other thing: it could be the first time ever in Big Ten history that three wide receivers go over a thousand receiving Where yards. Where are they the at right now on that? They're close. Jackson's over. I think Garrett Wilson's within a hundred, and yeah. Alave might be the most. He's like, like 170. Two, he needs about like, 290, I believe. Oh, 290? Yeah. Uh, but he's, they, they have three he's, games wow. left. He's been a Michigan State and Michigan killer, so I yes. think he's probably, yeah. He'll be fine. Uh, coach will make sure that it happens. Some, <laughs> Bob, something about opening shells? That, uh, Open, uh, I don't know if Ryan Day's coming out of a shell. I mean, I, I think what they did, the offensive line played better, got the running game going yes, at they a higher did. degree. 
you know, so that was a big piece of it. They started exploring some more of the perimeter runs that the jet yeah. sweep obviously yeah. was a part of it. But even with Travion, they started getting some perimeter runs. I love when they get under center and they hand the ball to right. my like. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just diversity in what they're trying to do, and it get, keeps the defense um, guessing. And then also, I've been as critical of C.J. Stroud as anybody, just be, simply due to the expectations of what I think his talent is and what's expected of that position. And, you know, running, not running, all that nonsense. He yeah. played a really good game. Yeah. Like, no one's going to tell you to run if the run isn't there. If you're sitting there throwing, you did the nice touch. And the one thing people didn't talk about, you knew because you were at the game and you were over there, you and uh, True <laughs> Digressions, Mr. Tim May, <laughs> chasing that hat <laughs> off the field so it didn't blow right out the tunnel <laughs> as we're sitting there talking about it. But that's a big piece. He it was a little ball. bit nicer in Mexico. <laughs> he <laughs> threw the ball. He threw the ball well in the wind. Yeah, he did. And you know, from a guy like he's a California kid, you wonder. You start getting cold in the Midwest. Being able to cut the wind, cut yeah. the elements—that's a big piece. And that was reassuring looking at that because historically, Michigan State's best defense against Ohio State is bad weather, inclement weather, weather. Yes. Hey, and maybe a fourth and two play call. In Indy, but outside of that, wow. I'm the only Man. one at this plate. Well, uh, Zach, yeah, that's bad. Zach, I too. That's really bad. Zach and I are the only two people standing here who haven't lost to Michigan State twice. So, go Bucks. Oh Jesus! Oh, wow. wow. What, oh, is, snap. what is going on? Oh snap! On? Oh snap! Wow! Uh, I cannot I believe you just did that. That's true. <laughs> Not in the regular season. I know what else is true. Wait, is that the season. weather is changing and yeah. Bryant heating and cooling is stepping up? <laughs> That's a great point, Zach. Because next week he is Thanksgiving. It. Are you ready for some turkey dinner? Mm. Maybe a little pumpkin pie. Well, how's your furnace? Are you sure it's ready? Change your filters. Whether it just needs a quick tune-up or you need a whole new system, Ohio Heating, they are your factory-authorized Bryant dealer, and they will do whatever it takes to make sure you and your family are warm and comfortable for the holidays. Schedule your winter tune-up today with Ohio Heating at ohheating.com. Bryant and Ohio Heating, they're doing whatever it takes. They are the presenting sponsor this week of Weekend Kickoff. So... So I had to get that in the Michigan State jab. I, wait you a know. minute. But you wasn't there in 2013? No, he's 2012. No. 2012. 2012. Come on, dog. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he dodged that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Th- you go, okay, a fourth and two. You, you. <laughs> blow, blow. Put him right here. We're going to have to break him up for the second half of the Jesus. show. Whatever it takes, players of the game, who are you watching this week to get it done against Michigan State, Cardale? Um, I'm going to go with the same group I said last week, and uh, I can't believe I failed to mention them in, uh, early on in this segment. But the offensive line in that running game, uh, we know that Michigan State is uh, very uh, uh, vulnerable on the back end, uh, and we already expect no matter what defense we're going against on the back end that to our receivers and our quarterback to perform. But at the end of the day, when the weather gets like this, the time of the year, you got to bring your run game. Yep. you got to have it. So I would love to see these guys continue to get better and move forward and forward and uh, just move these guys out the way. So I'm going to go with the five offensive linemen and whoever carrying the ball. I'm going to go with uh, the triangle, as Bob knows this. Well, he didn't really play Mike Linebacker, but the Mike Linebacker <laughs> and his two best friends, Tyleek mm-hmm. Williams and Haskell Garrett, right? The triangle right on the inside, the two interior defensive linemen and Steel Chambers. Because guess what? Those three have to dominate the game this week. Michigan State, they run the football. Kenneth Walker's a great running back. He obviously is up for the Heisman race. If those three guys can play really well, and Haskell Garrett, Tyleek Williams – can take up those interior def- or offense alignment and Steel Chambers is able to, to run free. That's why he's their best friends, Cardell. Yeah. I'm just trying to I teach figure, you. <laughs> if, if he can we'll do that, Steel Chambers is able to run free and make plays and play downhill, 
<laughs> Ohio, the Ohio State defense would be more than oh, fine. Yeah. Middle guy. They're trying. <laughs> we learned. You're going to hate me, Tyvis. I'm going with you, man, but I'm going with your group. Um, across the board, though, Lathan Ransom, uh, Denzel Burke, Cam Brown, all of these guys, because I want to be able to look at a productive offense in Michigan State and say that, you know what, we took away one of their weapons. They're going to run the ball, and it's, they're, they're going to they're have a number of unique ways to try to get that guy the ball in between the tackles, outside of the tackles, and even out of the backfield catching the ball. But if we can take their receivers away, right? Jaden uh, Reed, I think his name is, right? Yeah. He's, he's a playmaker. Right? At the end of the day, his releases are incredible, and they put him in the slot, they put him at X, and they put him at Z. So that means all three of our guys in the secondary are really going to have to come uh, with everything they got this week, and I'm excited to watch them. And that's the, one of the things. Jalen Naylor is his, like, counterpart. If he doesn't play, it's going to be a, a rough day for Michigan State because I think they need both of those guys out there. You know, I mean, we're mentioning the offensive line. Zach's yeah. taking all the linebackers. I didn't Evan, take them Evan, all. I just Evan took Steele. <laughs> Steel. You can take Cody Sack. Well, you got to start down there with Steel Tyler. Steele doesn't play time. Mike. Make his, make his job a little easier. What? Take the triangle. Steel play, take my room, Steel bro. kind of plays well, but they, they mix and match. But the triangle is just a little, it's triangle. like a right it, triangle. It is kind of like a right triangle. <laughs> a two triangle. I'm going to go, you know, I could take the defensive ends, bottom up. I'm going to go with the guy, and I believe, didn't he have a long touchdown run in this game last year? CJ Stroud, he sure did. Well, you know he had a what? 40, a 42-yarder. You know, he didn't throw a pass in the game. He can run it, baby. But he ran it. <laughs> he pulled it and go. Pulled it and go. And you know what? I'm, I'm looking at him this week because he's going against the 130th ranked secondary, literally mm-hmm. dead last. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> dead last. I mean, that's yeah. behind Mel like Tucker, Let's green. see some efficiency. I love Mel Tucker to death. He is one of my all-time favorites. Not like... Coach Myers all-time. He's literally one of my all-time favorites because <laughs> you can only have so many. I love Mel Tucker <laughs> yeah. to death. Wisconsin guy, Cleveland native, you know, coach at Ohio State. He's awesome. I mean, rumor has it he's about to sign a ten-year, nine point uh, five $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. million per year deal. He'd better make sure he clicks that DocuSign, the inscribe, <laughs> whatever it is. Sign has that thing lam- laminated before noon on before Saturday. Before the game, because he is <laughs> before noon on Saturday. He's a, he's a great coach, but man, I don't know if there's anything in that defensive playbook to be yeah. able to slow down these wideouts if you can so. give them protection. If CJ plays like he did last week, he'll have another 350, 400 yards passing. I think coaches who sign in-season extensions are like 0-1 million for their careers. <laughs> it, you want to get that done, and that seems to take up their attention because why would they start? Just like what PJ Fleck picking out this game. I'm picking out Jets. You want to have picking your agent. Out Jets because Jimmy Sexton's his agent. Jesus. Hey, Jimmy, Jesus. Jimmy yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to run. In, I'm, I'm a 21 point. James Franklin's going to have a nine million dollar <laughs> one at the end of the year too. I don't know about that. He is. He's going to USC. He was my agent. Oh, listen, no, he's not. He's going to tell him he's going to USC and they're wrapping <laughs> up Penn State. Well, they. Hey, I will tell you what. I know this for a fact. If Penn State, if James Franklin gets offered another job, he they're not going to say anything except go ahead, sir, mm-hmm. take it. I know that for a fact. Uh, type of oh, let's see what we got. Offensive line, linebackers. Mm. A triangle. You took your room. Triangle. Quarterback. I guess I'll take the wide receivers yeah, there. there. What the heck? You, you know, they, a role reversal. Yeah, yeah. you know, Evan, <laughs> I, I got to show Evan some love here. Yep. Take the wide receiver rooms. Obviously, they is the worst pass defense. I mean, I, really, I would love to see Chris Olave go mm. back to that deep ball threat mm-hmm. and really spark this game off by get, catching one deep. Probably the first touchdown, 76-yard touchdown. Just throwing a number out there. Don't quote me on it, even though I was right about that man (laughs) over there. But anyway, yeah, I would love to see him on the deep ball, start this thing off, get it going. 
get real close to that two hundred that that two. How many yards he needs? He's about two ninety. I yeah. see him getting about one fourteen. So Jax had one two games ago. Uh, Garrett had one last game, and now it's Chris Olave. It's Chris Olave's turn. You know, they just really just Natural. passed because he's been the guy coming into this season. Chris Olave was the the focal point Agreed. for defenses, Agreed. and I think. What happened is him being so dynamic and being so elite at what he does, it's opened it up for everybody else, for Garrett Wilson, for Jackson Smith and Jigma. Now it's time for it to flip back to him being that guy again. And I think this is the game we're going to see. He's going to have his coming out party. Time for him to start showing. Other guys for growing. He's going to be the showing. I got you. Got to grow out to show out, Bob. I think we've we've learned a lot today. Just throw in some biology as well. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert has been pretty – openly challenged by the Ohio State coaching staff to give more. I think Kevin Wilson, you know, before last week, so it's not making the competitive plays. It's not a, not a coincidence that he didn't start on Saturday. You don't just send Mitch Rossi out there. You get to script that, and you can do whatever you want. They didn't put a senior tight end on the field. Obviously, uh, you know, that's, that's going to hurt the pride a little bit. We know what he's capable of. He can raise the ceiling of that whole offense. Not that it even really needs it. They scored 59 points, but it's one more. What is the ceiling? I don't know. The <laughs> Wait, ceiling is the, the ceiling roof, is the roof. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Right the ceiling, ceiling is the, is the roof. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this team can score any way that it wants, and I just, you know, you add one more wrinkle, one more thing for maybe Georgia to think about later on, not to get too far ahead Coach, of Coach, if he catches that ball against Nebraska, then you know what? We feel a little better about well, life. See, yeah, it, we do, actually. He put, he put a touchdown on the ground against Oregon, too, and that wound up being a seven-point game, so... Uh, I think the challenge will be there for Jeremy Ruckert. I think that he's more than capable of answering it. Those are our Bryant heating and cooling, whatever it takes players to watch this week. We're going to take a quick break here, a little halftime intermission. We'll be back to talk a lot more about Ohio State and Michigan State on Saturday at noon. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Ohio Heating. Find them at ohheating.com. And now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswins.com. That's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. All right, welcome back in. It is the second half of Weekend Kickoff. It is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling mm. Systems and our friends at Byers Auto who always present the question for Cardale. Oh, yeah. And we tend to talk about the quarterbacks. Why is it always a question for you? I think it's because they're kind of quarterbacks. Uh, That's think just the way it is. They just like Cardale. Question okay. car, question car. I think and then uh, Byers Auto cars. Okay. Car. I think that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> that's as good of reason as any. Yeah. Uh, you it guys works. can all take a stab at this because it works not just for Cardale, but when you go into a game, and for this one particularly, you touched on it. Michigan State is ranked number 130 out of 130 in the country in pass defense. So this could be anything. You know, a rush defense that might struggle or cornerbacks. You know, mm-hmm. Bob, I don't know what it is for you. I mean, uh, matching up with a team that can't throw to a tight end, I don't, I don't know. You can tell me. But whatever it is, you look at it, a team struggles. How do you keep yourself focused on that? You still have to execute your own job, but you know, man, Saturday could be really big for me. 
keep your excitement level in check, maybe? Well, at the end of the day, you still got to go out there and game plan. I mean, um, you got to go out there and execute it, too. So for a player or a quarterback to, to go into that situation knowing where a major weakness is, yeah. and it just happens to be one of your major strengths on your team, mm -hmm. you try to play within the system. Don't go out there chasing ghosts. Right. Don't go out there looking for things that might not be there. Throwing it to double coverage. Oh, this might be the worst, this is the worst team. I can, I can make these throws, or, or they ain't going to make those plays. Because at the end of the day, these are still Division One athletes, and they still have a lot on the line, and they want to come in here and spoil our season. Right. So uh, I'm going to answer that question in two parts. And, <laughs> and they're, they're both as honest as honest can be. Oh. When you are playing, you don't pay attention to stats. You just don't. You pay attention. Exactly. You, when you show up on Sunday and you know who you're playing, after you go through your film and you start looking at the next week's opponent, you're looking at their personnel. You're looking at how they play. You're not looking, hey, they're knowing that they're last in, in, the, in the entire country in pass defense. You are going back to game planning and, and playing against the personnel. You don't even look at stats. Now, on the flip side... For everyone that wants to think football players, especially college football players, are behind uh, walls and don't know anything that's going on in the outside world, is completely false. Completely false. <laughs> Those guys are checking Twitter after, the, after games. Those guys are keeping up with the media here in Central Ohio. Guess what? Those guys know college game day is coming this Saturday. <laughs> and guess what? We're all fans, yep. right? When you're playing, I'm a fan of college game day. I know when college game day came to town and I'm playing, guess what? You know. You wake up that morning, you put your feet on the ground in the black wall, and guess what? Your hair sticks up a little bit more. You're not playing Purdue. You're not playing Illinois. It's not even like you're playing uh, uh, Wisconsin. It's college game day, yeah. right? Like, it means something. So those guys aren't paying attention to the stats. Those guys know who they're going up against, know everything about them from height, weight, what they, you know, what, what they don't uh, adjust well, what they do. You adjust well, maybe what their girlfriend's names are, right? You know, you know the whole gauntlet. But from the other side yeah. of things, you get excited to play the game. They aren't thinking about the stats. Yeah. Man, they want to go out there and show out because it's college game day. They're involved in the hype just as much as us fans are involved in the hype. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I was just going to add on to that is just like, you know, as a receiver, I, I made a joke earlier about maybe catching one ball a game, but Offenses pass. If you're looking at like something even as productive as Chris Olave, even as productive as Jackson Smith and Jigba, like you still have to just perform when your number's called, right? So like it's yeah. your job to go out there and block the corner and keep yourself mentally engaged and know what's going on on special teams because when we run a drag and we get that first man coverage, right? Like you need to know how that defender is already playing you, right? So if you're too excited, too oh my god, this is the worst cornerback and secondary room I've ever seen. Well, you know what? Guess who also probably knows that? Their defensive coordinator. So he's got <laughs> unique ways to plan against this, right? And, you know, just don't get too too wrapped up into, oh my gosh, this is my opportunity to have the biggest game. Oh, you know, uh, uh, Chris Olave, everybody's been going off around me. Now's the time to just do something great. No. Yeah. Like, you're going to have a post, hit it on your seventh step, and make sure that you're at the right landmark. Doing that here at Ohio State puts you in, in the record books. So... You don't want to press. Like, when you watch guys press, that's when they struggle. You know, they're trying. You can, you can see them. Just let the game come to you a little bit. What I would like to see for this game, how it opens up, I don't know if you guys remember this because you were playing. Zach was watching, probably drunk like I was. <laughs> watching the 2014 game against Michigan State up there. Michigan State always ran their, their, their vaunted quarters defense, oh. and in doing that, it puts the safeties on an island. Mm -hmm. 
So what do we do? I was at El Patio. It was perfect, exactly. <laughs> I would expect <laughs> nothing less. The no-fly no zone. I no, for the no-fly zone, you t- we took Devin Smith, we put him inside in the slot, one of the fastest dudes you were going to find in college football, could jump out of the gym, and ran right down in their face and ran the skinny post on him right out inside of the gates, and freaking boom, right over the top, touchdown. Like, yeah. first, I believe yeah. it was the first series. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, it put them on notice. And that game, really, at that point, I felt like it was competitive, but I never felt like Ohio State was ever going to lose it. And that's what I would like to see happen. Like, this secondary, regardless of whether you're playing some form of single high, one, cover one or cover three, whatever it is, they're not great. Yeah. Take, take early shots. Get them on their heels. It's not pressing. It's telling your guys we have confidence in you. Hey, here's what we're going to do. Move some guys around. Get a formation that you like against that defense, and go go take one. Go try to steal it. You hit the fifty yard line. Go try to score right now, and that I think will help everybody relax and won't. It'll keep them from pressing because guys understand it's a top ten matchup. This, but this is why you come to Ohio State and to play like games like this. Man, I just don't think that we need to find our shots and like, hey, we got to get that play action on in the first drive to go get this huge elaborate forty yard. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. This is going to be a defense that's going to play the annoying, all right, they got four and a half defenders 20 yards deep, right? So Chris Olave is just going to get a 10-yard catch, and then Jeremy Rucker is just going to get a seven-yard catch, and we're just it's going to take us a t- some time to go down the field and get it done, but they know where their deficiencies are. So I'm mean, just I- I- expect that, and you know, hopefully our guys have a good plan against it. Well, to answer the question, I mean, knowing when you know that you're playing a team that's bad in the passing game, I mean – Let's be real. To Michigan State's going to come in here. Their season is still on the line. They still have hopes to get into the CFP. So they're going to come out there and say, you know what, we might have been 130th, but today we're going to try to play like the number one defense. So they're going to be hyped up and amped up and ready to play, yeah. no matter what their, their stats say they are. So I think Ohio State just have to have a good game plan. It's going to be one of those games where Travion Henderson is going to have to come in, and he's going to have to establish himself very early, which will force that defensive coordinator to make an adjustment. That will open up the shots for Chris Olave or Jackson Smith and Jigman and Garrett Wilson. But I, I think early on in the game, like they said, I think they are going to play off in because they, I mean, the defense coordinator know they're not that good, so they're going to play off and try to keep everything in front of them. Kind of how the Buckeyes finished the game off last week. Shout out to Zach. <laughs> All right, great point, great answers on the uh, buyer's auto question for Cardale and the rest of the Buckeyes. And team. The, uh, the senior day factor, how, how significant can that be? You guys know how emotional it is yeah, to go down that for the last time. It's emotional, don't get Would me wrong. Know. Like, it's, it's something to deal with a little bit because it's like you got parents, you got family, and, and all this other stuff. I don't know. I, I'd just say that, like, if there's one thing that all, especially at Ohio State, like, Almost professional athletes, but college athletes are good at it. Well, it's just being able to get NIL money now. Yeah, right. They're basically professional paid. athletes, right? So they're already. You've been training. through the parking lot to Woody Hayes lately. No, I need to. I <laughs> yeah, have you not. need to check that thing. Out. I have not uh, post NIL. A few buyers. Autos, Mind will uh, be blown. Buyers Auto's out there right now. Nice, nice drop. <laughs> but no, I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> Buyer's Auto and NIL got me all toasted. Yeah, I, you want to know? The, I don't think the Senior Day factor has. A bunch to go into it. I know 
come game day, even during the season right now, I mean, you're in such a routine. I know every Sunday I did the same thing. Every Monday I did the same thing. And, and, you know, every day thereafter, and especially come game day, after you show up to the facility for a home game probably at noon on Friday, I mean, you're in lockdown that you're built in that such routine that you don't think about senior day. Really, the only time you feel it is your entire day gets pushed up. Yeah. You're right. So your wake-up that's call that's up normally at 6.10, now it might be at 5.40 because you have to build in an extra 30 minutes because your entire pregame schedule gets moved up 30 minutes to do to do senior day introductions. And so that's probably the, the hardest thing because you're so used to a certain schedule, especially for a noon game, is, is even more tough. But you're used to these schedules, and then you've got to – you know, go off of that schedule a little bit is tough, but with this not being the Michigan game, I think it makes it easier. Yeah. When you've got senior day in the Michigan game, you know it's the last game of the regular season. I think maybe that one's a little bit tougher, but knowing, hey, this is senior day, but next week we're still got regular season Big Ten play. We're still going up to the big house. It just doesn't hit as hard, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, it may not hit as hard for everybody else. You know, Michigan game is awesome because you have a ton of pride and all these other things that are going there, but for the seniors that will be out there and, like, everything that those guys have been through, you think about the seniors, they've been through a coaching change that they probably didn't think would happen. They went through COVID and everything last year. You know, they've been to national championships, have fallen a little short. There's a lot there that's on their plate. They also got four Big Ten championships. They also, well, <laughs> not yet, okay? They've got one some more. Of, they, some of them do. Some of them got well, yes, some, some of them, them do. The red shirt yeah. guys, the fifth years do. The fourth-year guys, and they still have one left that they still have to get. I mean, I know we want to put it, I'll put the ring on their finger, but let's just – I know you like it. You want to put a ring on it. Let's just wait <laughs> for just a second, okay? But, you know, with that, and the older you guys get, the, the more perspective you have. And you probably even have some now. And you realize when you get here at Ohio State, you run down that tunnel for the first time, and it's kind of overwhelming. And you feel like you're going to be running down that tunnel for the rest of yeah. your life. Yeah. And then one day, all of a sudden, it's like you start looking at it probably a game or two out, and you're like, yeah, I got like one or two of these left. And so your parents are out there, and like Zach said, it pushes everything up. There's some inconvenience and everything to it, but it's an emotional moment. And that's one of the things, like, I always would prefer to start the game on defense because I think you can play a little bit more emotional on defense. Where offense, there's a little more timing. You get guys jumping off, false starting, and, you know, getting a little antsy in their routes. And so there will be, I think, early in the game, just that heightened sense of emotion, understanding everything that's gone into the last yeah. four or five years. But I also think it's a maturity thing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, at, at that moment on my senior day, it was really our last game. I mean, it was the hardest scene. If you want to talk about emotions being high, yeah. it was our last game. There was no Big Ten championship, no bowl right. game. Right. Like, this was the last time we were ever putting on pads together was, was, that, was that game. And so They're performance you know, surgery on John Simon and that's the back, it right in the back room, the back room yeah. before nope, the game. No there were all kinds of crazy stories, but that <laughs> no day. anesthetic. Yeah, talk about our, our after party at Charlie Bear that night. Uh, I mean, we could go on and on about some, uh, some stories from true. that day. But <laughs> the, the the emotions going into that game, you just don't even think about it. And even from that standpoint, no one knows our last game. You just your your mind is trained so much to go in there and just do the mission, right? Accomplish the mission, and that you don't even think about it. Whereas in now. If I were to go back to senior day and all the appreciation that I have, like you said, Bob, when you first get there, you think it's going to last a lifetime, but you truly don't have an appreciation for Ohio State and Ohio State football until you're away from it, until you don't have it anymore. That's when it sets in like, man, 
I didn't realize how cool that was. I didn't realize how good I had it. And so now going back, I think all of us would say senior day would probably be a lot more emotional. Oh, yeah. But during that time, you just don't realize it because you're still in the moment. Oh. So I don't think those guys are going to feel it as much. And you're thinking about the land of dance after the game. The land of dance. <laughs> yes. yeah. You didn't think I'd remember so priorities that. clearly need to be evaluated. I believe that the senior night, it, no matter how you want to spend it, I do think it has a tad bit of effect. I think it will be one of those things that affects the first drive for offenses and defenses because it will be emotional um the crowd will be into it this will be in your mind you thinking i gotta go out and show out my parents is here i gotta go out and play with my brothers at home and, and put on one yeah. final performance for this 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 crowd that's been here for me for the past four or five years so i need to go out there and show out one last time for them and have fun so i definitely think senior day definitely plays a part i mean think about this this is the last time some of these guys We'll be able to have Instagram stories with their pads on in the shoe, you know, all of the priorities, right? Twitter streams, all this stuff. <laughs> no, 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 doing some, they, uh, they rich. They don't care. There's all, no, there's all, all these <laughs> hey, opportunities. Until it's, it's, until it's Thursday, little post of Throwback Thursday. Th throwback. Well, you uh, can, but they're only, but they're, are, they're reruns. They the yeah, 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 Those get old quick. Yeah. First time it's live. All right, those well, get old quick. It's going to happen on Saturday at noon. There's no slowing it down. Uh, Zach, what's the number down in Mexico at those sports books you were at? 19. 19. 19. It's time for some Coors Light Silver Bullets picks. I was going to place one? a big bet knowing I had to go back down there to collect, but <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right move right there. Um, as you guys said, I got it right last week, and oh, everyone Mario. else missed, right? Well, so you stop. You, okay. Good, good job. Yeah. Good Jake, there it is. <laughs> he's like, I just needed one. Listen, he's like Floyd Mayweather over here, only talking about the wins. He doesn't talk no, about I'm like the Floyd Mayweather because I'm making it rain. <laughs> Whatever. Make sure you listen. place a bet this week. All right, you got it. Cardale. I got a shellacking. <laughs> I He's got back on the shellacking. 63-17. I got a shellacking. 63-17. you to throw that no, number I got out there? I got that he was feeling some type of way watching the offense yeah. last week. Yeah. Oh Jim Jones Kool-Aid with I think, Austin Howard. <laughs> I think they liked it out there. You know, I think with the Buckeyes firepower, I think with a uh, a defense that's not so great at what we do extremely well, and I think the hype and the uh, – excitement around Mel Tucker's potential yeah. contract. They're going to come in here and um, be flat as possible, and the Buckeyes got more to lose. And I think Ryan Day is going to go make a statement. You know, he's tired of hearing all this, number four, and they could potentially get bumped out the top five. I mean, top four if they win out and all that other stuff. Go make a statement these last two games, well, these last three games, potentially with the Big Ten Championship game. And I think it starts here this weekend with Michigan State, 63-17. I, 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 uh, I think this team – has kind of been waiting to put it in the next gear. And that's what we've, we saw it last week. I think they just knew, hey, we just got to keep it together, keep taking care of, of business, and then finally we know kind of what, when to hammer it down. And that's what you're starting to see. And last week was phenomenal. That offense is clicking on all cylinders that we talked about multiple times. I didn't talk about this earlier, but when Bob brought up the contract, and I, I know Cardell just brought up the contract too, it, yeah, it, if I'm that coach... <laughs> you better sign it. Hey, That's I'm signing that, that before no. I even get on the bus to come down here or the plane to come down here on Friday because this is what I'm saying. 
Ohio State's going to win this game 52-16. to 16, And Michigan State's going to be a four-loss team at the end of the year. They're well, going to lose Penn this State? weekend. They're going to lose to Penn State, and they will get matched up with a decent team in the bowl game, and they will lose. Wow. Michigan State, I, I know they're well, number seven. Five, five I know they're number seven. Well, he better sign. I, I, he, he need to call him to sign right now. I know they're number seven. <laughs> but here's the thing. God. Who has Michigan State played this year besides Michigan? They haven't played anyone, right? Their non-conference Miami, schedule was yeah. trash. Went to Miami. Yep. Miami's... Yeah, awful garbage. <laughs> they, they, have, they haven't played anyone Everybody tough this year besides bad. Michigan. They pulled out a win, which they shouldn't have won that game anyways. Just Jim Harbaugh has a – he's got a skill of calling bad plays. We'll save that for next week. But Michigan State's going to get beat. 52-16, 52-16. And then they will get beat so bad, they will follow that up next week against Penn State because they're going to realize that, hey, I don't, we don't have a chance anymore. And You sure with done. the 16? So they're going to they kick you know, he's three had, field he's goals. Had a, he's had a couple of odd numbers touchdown, that have been good. Touchdown, you three field goals. So you think, hold on, so Ohio State going to go over. They just go keep kicking field goals? No, I think it's going to be early on, and oh, then I okay. think Ohio State's just going to hammer yeah. them. Okay. You know, I think they'll probably get two field goals maybe on, like, the first three possessions. And then Ohio State's just gonna put Shalak. it to him. I got you. Shlack it. If, if that comes Oops. true, that boy a profit. I, I know. <laughs> he got it. I have, to go, I have to go I, slightly above just the number, right? Calling twenty. So we're gonna go forty-five. <laughs> I'm working on the rationale behind this as we speak here, but forty-five to what? Twenty-one. Uh, 45, we'll 24 yeah. points. Yeah. So, and, and on that side, like you know, again, they, they struggle from a uh, covering the pass standpoint. But again, we're still talking about a really effective offense in terms of them being able to control the football, right? So, eventually, Kenneth Walker's going to pop some. Eventually, they're going to have the ball for you know half of a quarter, right? And and sometimes that that ends up in touchdowns, right? So, I mean, they'll get three ish. What I say, twenty one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they'll, they'll get three, maybe they'll they'll get a field goal in there, and then I'm wrong. But nonetheless, like you know, I just think there's not much stopping or slowing down our offense at the moment. Um, we do have to find balance, so we can't lean on those receivers the entire game, and maybe that's what slows us down from getting to a 63 number like Cardell's doing. But uh, no. that's no. what I got for you. Did love- you see Kenneth Walker run against Purdue? Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. Man was possessed. Uh, Looks a lot like Maybe <laughs> what he could he uh, he couldn't run. Kenneth Walker got shut down by Purdue, and I'm telling oh, you, look at what Ohio State did, Purdue's run defense. I don't think Kenneth Walker's going to be running anywhere this weekend besides backwards. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap by Zach. Okay. <laughs> Here, Bob. Zach is ready for Saturday. Melvin Gordon. I'm ready. He is. 14. I got He's the ready. Bloody Mary mix ready to go off rock. <laughs> oh, Coach. Listen, this will be the first game that I'm going to be inside the stadium to consume. I always He's like to back. be there. I always like to be there on senior day because I love to see, just like I like to watch all you little yahoos run through there when you were young bucks like five, six, seven years ago. <laughs> you just enjoyed ago. the after party, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the land, there's a band, the land of dance. Wait, did you guys, dance did you guys take nice. Bob with you? Oh, I, no, no, take Bob with us. Bob came <laughs> we didn't I, I wasn't going to answer that question. Hey, we got in a taxi. He's already in the back seat before <laughs> we even driver. opened up the I may door. have been the driver in the taxi. <laughs> Listen, hey, I may have pulled my hamstring that night, like running to get a cab. I mean, <laughs> yeah. who knows? But the land of dance is calling. It's RIP. Yeah. No longer around. No doubt. No. It was nine years, uh, eight years. That's a long time, Nine Zach. years ago. Nine years ago. Getting old, Zach. Getting old, sir. <laughs> I like Ohio State's offense in this. I think they probably throttle back a little bit. I do think that there is some level of res- respect that Ryan Day has for Michigan State and what they, how they operate. No, no, no. Listen. No, we don't care. Listen, I understand that. 
I, I'm going to go with 49-20. Like, listen, it's not like they're – but I think they're saving up a lot of the gas for the following week. They'll oh, get it. Yeah. It'll be a lot like Purdue. I just don't think that Michigan State's offense is near as creative as Purdue's. Like, yeah. Jeff Brom is a heck of a coach, and they were going to do some things. Aiden O'Connell's really good. You know, they were going to find a way to score. I don't think Michigan State will be able to do that. It wouldn't shock me if this thing is 28-7 at halftime. Right. And, like, it doesn't feel like – there's never a point in time where you feel like the game is in jeopardy. Time of possession is a huge thing, right? And if we're throwing the ball around the, around the field – we're not spending all that much time on offense, right? So if they have a very dynamic back that can go out and make a whole hell of a lot of plays, we're going to have to make sure that we're attacking our play calling as well. Well, the Heisman is definitely on the line this game, so he's definitely going to play. That is true. What it is. You know, it's really down to CJ and Ken, Kenneth Walker. So yeah. one of them's got to win it, and yep. one of them's got to perform well. With that being said, I got the Buckeyes winning 100 to nothing. Oh, 100 to nothing. Shellac <laughs> 1,000. Let's go. Shellac 1,000. Coach Myers' uh, long, long this, dream. It's just it's simply because I, just, I don't, I don't, I don't, dream. I don't really like I don't like them. You know, they cost, <laughs> they cost us two national championships, you know, and I would love – shut up, Bob. No. I would love to see them just – I would love to see Ryan Day really just go out there and open up this playbook and just – just let it go, man. You got you got this is what you want. You got the you're a passing team now. You got the Heisman candidate at quarterback. It's time to go out there and pass some stats and let I, it fly. I agree with you a little bit where Bob says he's got respect and they're gonna pull off and they're saving some of that that fuel and that gasoline for next week in Ann Arbor. Guess what? Ryan Day is Don't. pumping gas all day Saturday <laughs> and all day yeah, next Saturday yeah. because guess what? He wants a Heisman trophy winner. Yeah. And if and if and listen, if every if Ryan Day was doesn't want to talk about if the players don't want to talk about it behind closed doors between those ears of ryan day guess what he wants a heisman trophy winner because recruiting is the world nowadays and when you've got a heisman trophy quarterback your recruiting stock goes out the roof with every with every high school kid there is look curveball here what's that do he really want a heisman trophy winner uh-oh. Does he really? Do he really want to hide? I mean, wow. NIL. Because, 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 Quinneris. Going to transfer. Hey, there's, there's some uh, tough decisions on the back of there. Right? Stop Look, it. Curveball. Back of the business. Quinneris should worry about <laughs> now Kyle McCord before he yeah. can even worry about C.J. Stroud. It's one, more, one after another. I like having Tyvis here because it makes my picks not sound quite so crazy every week. 100 to nothing. 100 to nothing. I think that's a cover. I'm also taking the Bucks to cover. The more I think about this matchup, I thought that Michigan State would be the toughest of that second-half stretch for the Buckeyes, but that pass defense is awful. I don't see how you prepare to stop Ohio State's offense, even if you're really good, even if you're Georgia. Uh, and every time that there's been this pregame hype about a, a Heisman Trophy running back, you guys have experienced it. When Ohio State has to take a key player like that away, whether it's Melvin Gordon, Derrick oh, Henry, whoever Lonnie else, Ball. Monty Ball, Ball, Ball was going uh, to break the NCAA touchdown record against us, and he was on the one-yard line, had four tries to do it, never got it. Derek might have been Ryan a little bit here, knocked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Derek ripped <laughs> off like a six-yard yeah, touchdown. Say, he no, might have been was okay. A, that was a screenplay about Derek, though. That was a screenplay. And how about, that the, I mean, that year that it was Mariota that won it, what did he do in the title game? I just think he's not a running back, but every time that happens, Ohio State answers the bell, and as Tybus said, the Heisman is on the line, I think, this week. I think C.J. Stroud will win it, and I think that he'll do it with another 59-banger, 59-13 oh. 
Ohio State on Let's Saturday. You're 41 points short. Well, <laughs> I'm going to work on it. Right? I'll get better next week for the rivalry. He needs a tutor. That's the he needs a tutor, Tyvis. We'll just work get on the right. triangles and our math and everything else. <laughs> this has been Weekend Kickoff. It is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems, Coors Light, and Byers Auto. We appreciate Urban Myers Pine House for having us in. That's Cardell Jones, Zach Bourne, Evan Spencer, Bobby Carpenter, and Tyvis Powell. I am just Austin Ward. Enjoy the game this weekend. We will see you next week for the game. Bye-bye.